Hey, before we get started, I just want to say a few things about this episode. First, it starts with a fun drinking game where if you take a shot every time I say the word very in the first 20 seconds, you'll almost certainly get fucked up. Secondly, while this episode is mostly an audio experience, there is a final puzzle that is visual, and I'll make sure that that document is included in the show notes. And finally, the episode ends fairly abruptly. There is a second part to this discussion with Danny and Bill that I'm excited to share with you in the future, as it ties into something really exciting that I've been working on. And with that, here we go. Let's cue up the music and time to escape this podcast. Hello. You don't know me, but I don't care. I want to play a game. Tonight you're all going to be a part of a social experiment. Hey, what's going on? Thanks for tuning in to a very special EWB 99 Experience podcast. This is your host, Emil Wang. I have on the show today some very special guests. Danny and Bill Sunderland hosted the very popular Escape This podcast. Thanks for being on. How are you guys? Hey, I'm very flattered at all of the very specials. Very exciting. <laughs> so so nice. I have a very diverse I'm vocabulary. Get a of off the street to join the podcast. <laughs> well, thank you guys for being on. Um, you know, I, I can't be happier that I was able to catch you guys to record an episode. And I've listened to a bunch of uh, your your podcast uh, series, and as an escape room enthusiast myself. I think what you guys do is incredibly creative and really an immersive approach to the escape room experience. Uh, but instead of me trying to explain it myself, do you guys mind taking a few minutes to explain the premise of your podcast? Go for it. Yes. Yeah, so uh, we have a show called Escape This Podcast. Uh, and the crux of that, we've been running that for almost four years. Yeah, yeah. And, huh? um, and the basis is that Danny creates escape rooms that are sort of audio only. Uh, they are a mix between, and that's the tagline of our show, they're a mix between tabletop role-playing and escape rooms. So uh, Danny will create each of these rooms, and we have guests on our show to play through the room, try and solve all the puzzles and get through the story and, 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 and have a lot of fun. Uh, we've had a lot of really fun and interesting guests, uh, and it's just been a really great way to meet people and, and create fun games. Uh, the games themselves, uh, anyone who listens can also download uh, the full game that we design, and for free, they can go and run it for their friends and play it uh, with other people. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's a very fun, different way of playing through escape rooms, and something that you can see a lot more of now because so many places had to shut down because of uh, COVID. That it's a, a genre that a lot of other people are adapting into their own games. Uh, to make fun experiences for people. So it's it's really interesting to see other people's takes on it as well. It feels very much like if you were a fan of the old school uh, 
typing puzzle games yeah, like on text-based PC. Adventures. Yeah, text-based adventures. That's the words I wanted. Thank yeah, you. Typing puzzle games. Yeah, those ones. It That's very much feels like that. That was very much where I drew the inspiration from in the design of these games. Mm-hmm. And you guys have certainly inspired a lot of people, actually. My, my wife and I and a couple other friends, we did uh, a, a puzzle from Peruzzo. Ah, um, uh, yeah. Yeah, and you know, just speaking to them, they were they were like, yeah, you know, uh, escape the podcast. This podcast people were really one of their big inspirations for kind of taking the leap and and having the escape experience format that they did. Um, there's probably slightly a little bit more visual, but the storing the st- well, yeah, they're doing it for actual customers, so <laughs> yeah, putting a just, little bit more effort into. That's the biggest difference. We know that our final things. our final product will always be a podcast, so the more we we try and avoid as much visual as we can uh whereas other people know that someone's going to be experiencing it and that'll be the entire thing so they'll often you find uh when you're running one online there's more people do a lot more visual stuff there's a lot like more that. room to creatively uh, use the artistic side whereas we can't do too much well, we of that we in ours want to. so like, the more exactly. visual ours, ours are the worse the experience so the i like to with my illustrations give people the chance to see them and laugh a lot because people laughing at someone else's drawing <laughs> tends to make better audio than saying oh what a good drawing, nice drawing. i wish people could see this <laughs> yeah and, and you know to be honest i think when you when you speak about the kind of this balance between audio and visual i i think the really the storytelling that you guys do would trump any kind of visual supplement that goes along with some of these podcast or these escape experiences that i've been through so uh, I think you guys are leaning into a, a, a fantastic skill set that really uh, I, I, I'm, I'm going to make a make a bet already that I think it's probably going to be the best virtual escape experience that I've done to date. So, d- d- yeah. so, so don't let me down. <laughs> Oh, man, I I was already coming into this a bit nervous because when we do them on our show, at least I know I've got Bill here doing all of the editing to cut out my stupid, but... <laughs> I will say most of the editing uh, cuts out the stupid of the contestants. <laughs> so. Well, for my listeners, in case uh, you haven't guessed already, Danny and Bill are here today to help uh, host an, a, an escape experience for me. And now, an escape room wouldn't be fun on my own, so I've brought on two of my most trusted co-podcasters to join me on this adventure today, starting with Mr. Jeffrey Liu. How are you? I'm doing well, man. I'm super excited about this. I feel as though this is the first real big collaboration that we've done so far. You mean me, you, and my other friends at my bachelor party reviewing the room was not was not uh, <laughs> the, the best collaboration ever? I feel as though there's a degree of sophistication here that we we didn't really oh. capture when we watched the room. We were watching the room. I, I think that's <laughs> um, also on this show, I have my my very good friend Alex Schrode. How are you, man? Great. How are you? Doing good. And with that, with that in, enthusiastic voice of approval from Alex, the team is all here. And before we begin this adventure. Uh, I want to say that all of the editing of this episode will be done by me. So any weird music, sound effects, advertisements for questionable websites uh, are at my discretion and my full responsibility. So if you hear the theme song to Mortal Kombat playing at the start of the game to hype up the listeners, this would be entirely my doing and not Bill and Danny's idea. Though I'll bet they'll wish it was. And with that, let's get started. If you'd like to sue anybody for using the uh, the IP of Mortal Kombat, uh, don't sue us. 
<laughs> intellectual property and Mortal Kombat. Do, do, do those words really go together? <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Don't tread on that that franchise, man. There's a lot of copyright tied up, but it's always with a K, so it doesn't, it's not legally. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, um, I, I think we're ready to start this game. Uh, so, Danny, uh, take it away. It has begun! Wiping off the sweaty palms. All right. Well, I I have no role in the actual running of the room, so I will take my leave. Danny, I hope you do very well. I'll yell at you to hey, come back when it comes it really to hard. discussion. Hey, Danny, Danny, make it really hard. Take you know how you got all those clues. Don't give me any clues. Okay. Just start and just be like, oh, you've already failed. All right. That'll be that's good audio. So, Understood. Yeah. All right. See ya. Understood. Good luck, everybody. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. <laughs> All right, so to give you a little bit of backstory in this game, just to remind myself, I've been told this, but I can't say it out loud because if I'm wrong, I'll humiliate myself. We're about to you guys. Uh, yeah, I'll start. Uh, so I am in Seattle, uh, Seattle, Washington. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, I'm in Los Angeles, California. Fantastic. And I'm also in Seattle, Washington. Cool. Well, the two of you who say that you're from Seattle, Washington, for today, uh, you're wrong. You, I mean, you might be from Seattle, Washington. You are not currently in Seattle, Washington, uh, because, Jeff, you have managed to work a very exclusive deal, including some mightily free plane tickets, because you have y- your your work is doing some behind the scenes work on this year's Oscars. Oh, all right. Yeah. There are always a couple of firms, a couple of companies, you know, maybe uh, the big accounting firm, that sort of thing, and some law going on there. Uh, there's some behind-the-scenes stuff that always needs to get done. And, look, you, you've never worked with the Oscars before, but, I mean, you're going to take advantage. So when some free guest tickets came up, you jumped at the chance. I mean, all of you. You're pretty thrilled about this, obviously. Like, you're not with the press. You're not movie stars. This is a pretty nice, shiny new thing, and you're going to see some very shiny people. Now, not only did you, Jeff, manage to have these cool connections to get in, you have some other friends, like in the accounting firm that's just a little bit more prestigious. They're the ones that handle all of the actual voting stuff that goes on there. Um, so you've got some friends who work there, and, uh, yeah, it's all just been very good. You're very in tight with the in-group. So Emil and Alex, you're waiting outside. You're try- You're just waiting, waiting for Jeff to come and give you your tickets to get in. Uh, Jeff, meanwhile, you have been approached by someone. Her name is Eunice. She's quite high up in the accounting firm that works at this sort of thing. And she has come up to you looking a little bit like she's been biting her lip and wrinkling her makeup and concern for quite some time. She is in a state, let's say. You've only met her a couple of times before in pre-meetings and things, but you feel... You know, she's normally got a strong, solid head on her shoulders. This is unusual. And she comes up to you and says, look, look, I need your help. No time for pleasantries. Sorry. Uh, we, we've got to go. And, well, I mean, you, you very quickly go out and you grab your friends first because, I mean, you're not going to leave them in the lurch. And Eunice says, all right, you know what? 
fine, all of you, this, maybe this is even better. Okay. And you have no idea what's going on. Uh, you, you know that the ceremony is about to start soon, but what is she just trying to get you to your seats faster? I mean, whatever. And she just goes, nope, nope, not about that. Sorry. You're probably going to be late to the ceremony. Everything is about to go wrong. Everything is going to go insanely wrong. I'm about to lose my job. You might be able to, you might be about to lose your job. This year's awards might be the laughing stock of the entire world. Okay. Okay. Sure. Uh, I guess something's wrong. So you follow Eunice down a loopy set of hallways. You head definitely not towards the main auditorium. You go past the green rooms and you end up at a special backstage area. And Eunice points to the very end of the hallway to a door that says crew authorized access only. And finally, only finally now does she actually start to explain. Okay. One of the people nominated for the big four, um, you know what the big four is? No. <laughs> uh, yes. Best picture, best actor, mm-hmm. best actress, and best director. That's exactly right. Thank you. I'm glad one of you knows what you're doing here. Oh, so, look, someone who was nominated for one of those awards has secretly cut a deal with my co-worker, Amanda. Oh, have you met Amanda, Jeff? I don't know if you would have, but ugh. Uh, I don't even know how she got this job, but they convinced her to swap out the envelope with the real winner's name with fake. Oh, in fact, you know what? I think she did it for all of them, all four. She swapped them or whoever it was got them to swap it. It's it's a mess. I look, they're trying to steal the awards. I caught Manda in the act. I saw her enter the room with envelopes that looked just like the real ones, all four of them. But the, the real ones were already inside and when she came back out, she wasn't holding anything. She she switched them. She stashed the real one somewhere in there so no one could like catch her red-handed and prove it was her if it was discovered. But, look, she's really cunning. Oh, I think she wants to get me fired. I, oh, look, I went in there. I tried to find the real envelopes wherever they were hidden, but I couldn't do it. There are obstacles. And, look, Jeff, you're smart. Uh, I, I freely admit this. You're smarter than me. Um, I, I think that you'll be able to do this. Can you please, please find the real winner's envelopes and swap them back out? Her eyes are like teary. Her makeup is running. And you've never wanted to give someone a hug more in your life. And so you have to try to find the real envelopes hidden somewhere in this room before the boring, untelevised tech awards at the start of the ceremony are over and they get to the important ones. So Eunice surreptitiously lets you into the authorised access room and closes the door behind you. And you start to take a look at your surroundings. You see what you're in for. So if you've got a pen and paper, this is the real drawing time. Well, first thing, obviously, boy, is everything expensive. So... You've entered through a door in the south wall, and on either side of it, you've got four body-length posters in glass frames. Against the left wall, there is a huge box full of gift bags for award nominees. In the top left corner, there are two change rooms that look full to bursting with suits and dresses. And just beside those change rooms, 
just sitting in the middle of the floor, there is a small metal box. Moving over towards the right, in the upper right corner, there's a workstation, basically just a desk, basically just a desk with a very high-tech computer sitting on it. And against the rest of the right wall, there is a hugely tall shelf with trophies on it. So all fancy, nothing too unexpected. Should probably also mention, in the very center of the room, there is a human-sized statue of a man with a briefcase hanging handcuffed from his wrist, and he is standing inside a barred metal cage. You aren't sure how that's not the first thing that you've noticed. But the small metal box, (laughs) for sure. Right? So you sort of, your vision hones in on that briefcase attached to his wrist. That strikes you. That must be the suitcase that contains the envelopes with the names of the four winners. You knew that security around these awards was always going to be the most intense, but you didn't know that it was handcuffed to a statue levels of intense. And you're not surprised that Eunice couldn't fix this on her own. You have no idea how Amanda managed it. She really must be some sort of criminal mastermind. So, once again, your goal, you need to find the envelopes with the real winners in them. And looking around, envelopes aren't that big. They could be anywhere in here. So you had better get cracking. All right, team. Let's get cracking. Okay. Um so what so what do you th- what um, do you think? Do you want to do you want to work uh clockwise or counterclockwise? What do you think? Or do you want to start with the dude um, in the middle? <laughs> well, if I mean, if we're assuming that the dude in the middle the suitcase um is the one that contains the envelopes that are going to be brought out. I mean, we can assume that those are the fake um right. the the fake uh award envelopes inside um should we just check if the envelopes are in the suitcase to begin with should we see if the cage or the bars are open or unlocked or if there's a door to them or if you can just reach in and and check the briefcase that sounds like a good idea all right all right so you head towards you start to inspect that cage it's just like a big cube of vertical metal bars they reach all the way up to the ceiling. You can see through the bars, but you can't reach through them. The cage also is not... It's not something that, if even if you used all of your strength, you could just pick up and move around because it's a bit more high-tech than that. You can see that the bars are actually coming up through the floor, like they could be raised and lowered at will if you just found the right lever or something. Someone who works here has gone to a lot of effort to keep these envelopes protected, but apparently there's some way around it. Let's uh, let's take a look at some of these posters. Uh, Danny, are you? Can you share uh, if these posters are of any significance to the room? Absolutely. So all four of these huge framed posters—they're from the same movie, a movie that you remember very well from last year. Uh, it was called Don't Cross Lines. It swept the awards, and these posters seem to be commemorating that. Uh, the poster on the far left is of the lead actor. Ooh, who was the lead actor in that movie again? Do you remember? It's a fake movie. You can choose who you want. Oh. 
Who's someone <laughs> who should have won Best Actor by now? Uh, well, Jason Statham, of course. I'm gonna get that bomb back. Why do you even care what I do? You really think you're ready for the field? I once used defibrillators on myself. I put shards of glass on my fucking eye. I've jumped from a high-rise building using only a raincoat as a parachute and broke both legs upon landing. And I still had to pretend I was in a fucking Cirque du Soleil show. I've swallowed enough microchips and shit them back out again to make a computer. This arm has been ripped off completely and reattached with this fucking arm. I don't know that that's possible. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, it was so impressive. It was a little weird in his dance scene, but, I mean, he made it work. The next poster beside that was the woman who won Best Actress. Of course, her name was... I think Alex Schrode remembers who that was, right? Oh, it was Amy Adams, right? Ooh. Ugh. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. Judgy, judgy. There are some award winners that make you feel that way sometimes. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah, I remember that. Okay, go on. Um, The person in the third poster, not quite as immediately familiar, but you do know that it's the director. Uh, who directed that one again? Channing Tatum's directorial debut. It was quite astonishing, the attention that it got. And the final poster on the far right, well, it's just a general one of the film's main setting as a whole. And then you realize that, well, these are posters commemorating the big four. Don't cross lines one, all four of them. So you had your best actor, best actress, uh, best director, and then just best picture. That's why it's just a more general poster for the last one. Okay. Um, do team should we inspect these a little bit closer, or do you, do we want to just kind of keep on moving around the room and seeing what else is there? You can poke around at them just a little bit more. They they would lift off the wall, though it's not easy. They're pretty big. You couldn't like carry them out of the room or anything without being noticed. Uh, but it makes sense that they'd be removable because they may very well replace them every year with who wins these awards. So can the three of us very strong men um, who all bench 250 pounds without breaking mm-hmm. a sweat uh, lift this up and look behind? Them? Oh, yeah, you can, def- you can definitely lift them up off the wall, take a good look. Oh, there's just a hook. There's, yeah, nothing more interesting than a hook. Very sad. But, yeah, you, you just sort of rest them on the ground unless you want to put them back up. Yeah, I, I say let's leave them on the floor and keep on moving along unless uh, unless the team wants to... I want, you, you might find something uh, that is, I don't know, that makes you want to kick them later or something. Who knows? You might get really mad at Channing Tatum later in this room. How dare we ever do that? No. Wait, so are are the posters, are, are the frames, uh, is there some sort of latch or something on any of the frames that would open up and reveal... Now, so so that they could change the posters in and out on a year-to-year basis? Presumably that would be the case. And so you take a look at the whole tops of the frames, and you do find something that you think, like a place where it looks like there is a crack where they should open, but it must require special tools or something because you cannot get your fingers into those gaps. It's crazy tight. But then presumably it's been about a year since they were changed, so might just be that they're rusty? Yeah, sure. <laughs> cool. Well, let, let's let's move on and take a look at these uh, gift bags. All right. Now, you have heard 
that celebrities get amazing gifts at these ceremonies, like tens of thousands of dollars worth. So you're very excited to open up some of those bags and take a peek. Ooh, yep. There are some top-of-the-line beauty products. There are some fancy perfumes and colognes that aren't even sold in normal people shops. There are diamond bracelets. There are vouchers for the most expensive restaurants in the world. Each one has a Rolex. Um, sorry, sorry. Uh, no, you look again. That's not an L. Um, guess they cheaped out in the last minute because these are Royex brand watches. <laughs> sure. You pick one up to take a look and you accidentally press a little button on the side that pops the glass screen open. Apparently, if you need to change the time on a Royex, you have to do it the super old fashioned way by like winding the hands themselves. Hmm. Interesting. What uh, what do the times read on the on the watches on the Royxes? Good question. So the one that you've just picked up, uh, it says three fifteen. Uh, its hands are not moving, and you are quite certain it is not currently three fifteen. They broken. Is Royex even a real brand? Whatever. You shake your head. Uh, you look at another one, and it's 8.15. Okay, I mean, that's closer to the right time. You keep going through them. You find a 12.15, a 1.15, and you start to sense a bit of a pattern here. All of these watches are set to quarter past something. I mean, maybe that's just how the factory sends them out. You know how, like, on watch ads... Almost all watches and clocks are set to ten, uh, ten. like ten past two. Yeah, yeah, that or ten, yeah, that ten and two, because <laughs> it just looks good. Maybe that's what they were going for here. Uh, maybe it's just yeah, one of those things. But you take all of the watches out of the bags to give them a bit of a comparison. You put them back, and you lay them out according to what time they say. There are three for every single something fifteen except there are only two watches that are set to 10.15. So you've got three for 12.15, three for 1.15, 2.15, 3.15, but only two for 10.15. That feels significant. Thanks, Captain Obvious. Just <laughs> <laughs> thought we'd point that out. Uh, uh, for, for all the listeners, thank you. <laughs> for all the listeners. Yeah. Danny, what time, what time is it when we're in this room right now? What time do Oscars typically start? 7.30? 8.30? Something like that. 7.30, 8.30? Okay. Well, do you guys, is there anything else significant within the gift bags other than the, the Roy X's? Are there... Uh... Depends on how uh, thievy you are feeling right now. How much do you feel mm. like you deserve a souvenir? I'm very, Ooh. I'm, I'm Aladdin-ing right now, you know. <laughs> we're, we're hungry. We need, we need <laughs> apples. Yeah. <laughs> If you steal a ruby from one of these bags, the room will not turn <laughs> into lava. You'll be fine. No, no one okay. ever know. Ooh, okay. Well, well, our wives are at home watching the babies right now, Jeff, so they, they deserve some kind of uh, diamond necklace from K Jewelers, that's for sure. And, and that's not a plug on this podcast. So. <laughs> Any of those laying around, Danny? Yes, 100%. Oh. Five, of oh. them, five of them each. Alrighty, alrighty. Well, into my pocket they go. What else? <laughs> this is why you wear big suits to fancy ceremonies. <laughs> All the pockets. Is that, is that a diamond in your pants, or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> <laughs> 
Actually, uh, that's a Royex. Hey yo. Okay. That's about it. <laughs> okay. A- any other interest in these gift bags, guys, or should we move on? I'm I'm fine on that one, yeah. Alrighty. And I already uh, scribbled oh in the top left corner. Oh, uh, changing rooms. Yeah. Changing rooms. Uh-huh. Uh, so right. you said it flooding with suits and outfits? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so there are two change rooms here. Neither of them is specifically gendered, but it looks like they've mostly gone with men outfits in one, women outfits in the other. And, yeah, there are a lot. Most of them just plain suits and pretty dresses, but there are a few more out there pieces, like weird costumes, weird materials, crazy colors, maybe someone's planning a really shocking halfway through the ceremony outfit change, or maybe it's for like those big song and dance routines that get played between awards. You never know. Uh, You take a quick scan of some of them. You see each outfit is labeled with the name of the person who will be wearing it, along with the clothing brand in big, bold letters, because you cannot have anyone forgetting who wore whom at something like this. I'm feeling fancy, so I take the fanciest-looking dress and put it on, just because. All right. Now, you say the fanciest. Uh, what screams fancy to you? Is it the gold sequin one or the feathers? Ooh. <laughs> feathers. 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 Yeah. <laughs> the one that shows more leg, because I know Jeff didn't shave his legs today. So gotcha, we, uh... gotcha. <laughs> Uh, all right, you go with the feathers. Uh, sorry, Adam Yang, I guess the, you're just going to have to go without tonight. <laughs> you um, feel pretty honored. You, you're a big fan of Adam Yang's work, so uh, it's pretty cool to be wearing his feather skimpy dress. Uh, wearing Adam Yang's plumage, I, I, look to, <laughs> I look to see if any of the outfits um, have... Are, are labeled either for Jason Statham, Amy Adams, or Channing Tatum. Ooh, you go, you take a look, and hey, you do manage to find one that says, Ch- uh, no, not Channing Tatum. He wasn't the actor. Jason Statham was the actor. <laughs> Jason Statham, I can talk. Um, yeah, you do find one with Jason Statham's name on it. It's, you know, it could be more fun. It's no sequins and feathers. It's just your standard black coat, white shirt, black tie. Uh, you look at the brand tag. It says O-M-E-R-S, and it takes you a moment, but then you go, oh, that's the brand Omerson and Peabody, O-M-E-R-S. And then you have another bit of a skim looking for Amy Adams, and you know the sort of thing she wears to an award ceremony, so you know what to look out for. And, yep, there it is. It's, ooh, it's actually quite a standout it looks good you wonder why she wait she's wearing this later she must be presenting something that makes sense so this will be her presenting dress for later uh you even have a sneaking suspicion you know who the designer is you take a look at the label and it says c-u-s-t yeah short for custer fabulous brand uh any any outfits for channing tatum no, he must just have the one outfit on all night. Shame. Oh. <laughs> so, if you put Cust and the brands of Amy Adams and Jason Statham together, it spells customers. Hmm. Oh. Mm. Mm. 
that feels that feels significant, Amelia. They, oh. <laughs> Thanks. I wouldn't I wouldn't have noticed that. There he goes. <laughs> Captain Obvious in for another one. Mama, there goes your man. <laughs> Alex Schrode. Okay, cool. Well let, let let's keep let's keep this let's keep that in mind. Um I guess any other outfits that are worth uh that are worth investigating or is, is the mound just too uh insurmountable yeah you start trying to go okay which one stands out to me here but there are quite a few remarkable standouts and if the feathers didn't do it <laughs> well jeff in the feathers certainly did it so it's <laughs> um danny if we if we look into the uh are, are there any pockets or um pouches or anything on any of the outfits for either jason or amy no, there aren't. Sorry. Oh, okay. nothing fancy. Mm. Sorry, I I cycle between saying nothing interesting and nothing fancy. Like it just means no. Okay. I'm bad at saying no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, is there anything else in the room besides the uh, clothing that uh, catches our eyes? We look around. No. Mm. I did it. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, uh, well, I, I think that if, um, we've exhausted this room, maybe we should try and take a look in the small metal box in the, uh, center of the north wall. This metal box that so captured your attention, it's locked with a four-digit combination lock, sort of. It's actually four individual one-digit locks spread around all sides of the box, one on the front, one on the left, one at the back, and one on the right. If you shake the box, it rattles quite a bit. Sounds like it's full of small objects, but you can't quite tell what sort. If you flip it over, there is a sticker on the bottom which says, Medicine, as strong as the old stuff in bars. Okay, it's a first aid kit, you suppose. Uh, Danny, when, when you say that there's individual single digit combinations, mm-hmm. yeah, we're, we're talking one through nine, right? Uh, zero through nine, but yeah. Z- zero through nine. Okay. Mm. But yeah. It seems like they might all be connected. Cause if you scroll through one of them, you don't get any sort of clicking response. So you figure you still have to get all four correct for anything to happen. Oh, but yeah, the bits are just separated. And and what sides are the uh, are the locks on again? So if you just put the box straight down on the ground, there's one on the front side, the left, the back, and the right. Nothing on the top or bottom. Okay. Hey um, Alex, what was that number that you said was significant? Maybe we should try something with that. <laughs> I was about to say we're, there's a ten fifteen hmm. that that could possibly be significant. Although I've got a feeling that. I wouldn't know the proper order to go in. So there might be something else we have to put together to figure out the order that... Fair. Well, um, I'm so glad that Captain Foreshadowing came in (laughs) (laughs) to join forces with Captain Obvious there. Um, Should we we just try a combination before we move on? Yeah, why not? Yeah, you're Uh, more than welcome to. All right, where do you want to start? Uh, I mean, the, the numbers are on front, left, back, right. 
Mm-hmm. So let's leave the front one as one. Let's do the left one as uh, move the one to a zero. We'll keep the back one as one, and then we'll change the right one to a five. Sure. All right. You give that a go, and you try to clickle them. Clickle, yeah. And <laughs> they don't open. Okay. And you go, ah, oh, nuts. But then, you know, in the spirit of tenacity, uh-huh. you just push everything one around to the left. So you go, all right, well, maybe that zero, that one on the left should have been the one. And starting there, and you go around. And that doesn't work. So you try again, one more rotation, it doesn't work, and one more, and that still doesn't work. So 1015 does not work on this box in any order. Well, it turns out that number was not significant. <laughs> wow. Go home. It is tragic. <laughs> <laughs> Damn well. you, Captain Foreshadowing. <laughs> why? God, why? Um, are there any numbers on the posters? You uh, was on the posters. No number. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I well, guess we. Um, that that would distract too much from Jason Statham's face. Oh, naturally. Yeah. Uh, let's jump over to the computer unless we want to look at the metal box a little bit more. <laughs> It, well, are there any other features that like pop out? Are, are there like designs or anything or uh, embellishments on the box at all? No, that sticker was the only sign that this has ever been touched by human hands. <laughs> all right, okay. All right, onto the computer area. So um, this whole workstation is pretty clean, pretty clear. The only things of interest are the computer. And a single post-it stuck to the table surface. If you take a look at the computer, it is on, but it's sitting on a lock screen that requires a password to enter. If you take a look at the post-it, it reads, last year's costumers make the best. And there is no full stop. Last handwriting. costumers make the best customers. By God. My God, Watson, he's got it. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> I mean... That feels like a saying, right? That feels like something that people would say. I, I, I think so. I think uh, on some of the... Uh, the uh, <laughs> the Alan Yang websites that I visit. <laughs> I say as I stroke my plumage. What? <laughs> <laughs> So, so is there an indication of? Wait, is it, stroke a little more, Jeff, while okay. while I think. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> ooh. All right, that, that's not an image I'm gonna get out of my head tonight. Feathers that he's using. These really itchy. <laughs> Your podcast comes with video, right? <laughs> Was there any indication of the uh, of a uh, like a number of letters or anything? It looks like just something you would type in, regular keyboard sort of thing. So, do you want to try that? Do, do you want to try that? Um, I mean, m- make the best customers is kind of a long ass password, but <laughs> I think it's I think it's just customers. Let's just try customers. Yeah, yeah. I think the whole phrase says yeah. Last year's customers make like, the best. It's like a m- oh. mnemonic 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 device. 
Menemenek. Menemenek. We did it, boys. I think Good that's job. significant, guys. That was the best uh, teamwork, a uh, bit of teamwork we've ever had, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nicely done. Uh, all right, now, on that computer, the screen pops up with what seems to be whatever the last user was working on. It looks like a seating chart, a very unusual seating chart, though. And let's see if I can do this, if I can stretch over the desk. I have an image for you to look at oh that I can copy-paste into the chat. Oh, nice. You know, stars, circles, diamonds, your typical seating chart. Let's see here. Premium seated uh, seating area. Ensure that big four not... Oh, God, this is a logic problem. <laughs> Are in seats with the best camera views. So the big four would have to be pretty close to one another. Big four nominees are in seats with best camera views. So I th- um, I'm looking here. Yes, just just to make sure that we're all on the same page. What are you seeing with this? Um, I'm I'm looking at. So I'm I'm pretty sure the circles are the normies. Um, and then there's different designations based off of uh the other symbols that are being used. So. There's a triangle symbol that I'm seeing three of right now. Uh, there's a house symbol, which I'm seeing four of. There's a diamond symbol I'm you seeing You mean a two. pentagon? <laughs> oh, yeah, a pentagon. Universal symbol for house. <laughs> the pentagon. Thanks for, thanks for the backup, Captain Obvious. <laughs> <laughs> I, wait, wait. I do maths tutoring, and if a kid has forgotten Pentagon, I tell him it's the house one. <laughs> okay. Are you smart? Go on, than Jeff. A fifth grader. <laughs> hey, hey, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. What, what's the one that looks like a ball? Can you tell me what that's called? <laughs> Childhood trauma. Um. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So no, the, keep keep thinking out loud. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. You're doing good. The Pentagon actually has five or five or six now that I'm looking at it. So the Pentagon has six. The star has six. The triangles have three. I'm seeing one, two, three diamonds. I'm not sure if there's a fourth one. I'm just missing it. No, I think there's only three that I'm there's seeing. There's three. Can so, somebody trace uh, – well, I was going to say trace the shapes – but we, we wouldn't know what order it would have to go in. Ensure that, yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And again, for people listening, there are some instructions of some yeah. sort down the bottom as well. Each Big Four nominee should have straight access to the other nominee seats in their category for congratulations, condolences. As many as possible, at least one. Mark all other nominees with circles. Ushers will seat them appropriately. So big four nominees. 
big four nominees. Um, so should big four nominees be divisible by four then? Oh, well, so the big four nominees, right? Like we have the three individuals, but then it's like four total people for the movie, right? It's four. So, so they might not all like everyone, not everyone who was nominated for best actor might also have a best director nominated for their movie. Yeah. Cause there's so the numbers seven, don't have to match up. There's oh. seven, there's seven houses, right? So, um, so like One, that two, would add up to seven, right? One, two, three. Oh, wait, no, the four, movie's not seven. a person, so there's only six. Never mind. There's six. So there's six stars. There's six stars. Oh. There's six stars. Oh, that would make sense that there's stars. <laughs> That's <laughs> probably the best actor seat. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So so there's six stars. Um, and you know how pentagons typically represent best picture? You know, that's a thing. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I totally. thought those yeah. were just houses. <laughs> um, the movie is the house for all uh, of the actors. I'm learning so much. <laughs> oh my god, the analogies, the metaphors. Okay. Uh, hmm. Each big... Do we think that... So, each Big Four nominees are in seats with the best camera views. Um, I mean, our cam. Wait, so the nominees. Huh. Circles don't matter. Should have straight access to other nominees' seats in their category. As many as possible, at least one. There are still things in the room that you haven't looked at if you want to come back to this one later. Also, being three of you, that's prime escape room uh, opportunity to abandon someone to do this puzzle while the rest of you explore other things. (laughs) That's how real world escape rooms go. We got to stick together, Danny, okay? (laughs) Um, How about this? Uh, Jeff, Jeff, since you're so engrossed at looking at this and learning what shapes are, uh, why don't you stay on this one and Alex and I, since Alex and I have demonstrated kind of the uh, the winning combination that we are, the uh, Steph Curry Clay Thompson winning combination we are, uh, why don't we move on to the shelf and trophies? And Jeff, you hang out here. I cry so. Basketball I, reference. I, yes. <laughs> Wait, which one of you is Clay Thompson? Uh, Alex's. I I, I trip Alex as you guys walk away. Oh, tearing his ACL. Oh, that's terrible. That's terrible. And then I stroke my topical. I I assume. (laughs) I stroke my plumage while while sobbing quietly in the corner. Alex and I move on to the to the shelf and trophies. Let's uh, let's hear what Danny has to say. Okay, so even though this shelf goes like basically floor to ceiling you only count eight trophies sitting here all neatly in a single line they look the same as the standard oscars trophies except you look at the bases and uh normally there'd be the award category inscribed on the base these ones are blank uh you suppose maybe they're spares just in case someone's real one gets lost or broken 
after party shenanigans. Yeah, I've been there before. Yeah, my uh, participation trophies from uh, my bowling league. Yeah, because oh. I've had to be replaced. I had a trophy. I was sick for award day once in primary school, and I got given a trophy. So they like posted it to me, and its arm broke off. <laughs> what was the award for? Was it like a, it was a patty cake competition or something? That'd be awkward. You're just like uh, I was <laughs> becoming a second or third in the class. Oh. <laughs> There's so many questions, but we got to focus on this uh, on this trophy case. <laughs> Let's see. So is that it, Danny? Is that? Yeah, just those eight trophies all in a nice line. They're all exactly the same? As far as you can tell where they are sitting right now, they look exactly the same. Uh, underneath them is if you pick them up and look underneath. Yeah. Under... Well, you grab the topmost leftmost trophy and you flip it over. You expected the underside of a trophy base to be, you know, made of granite, marble, polished wood not this though the bottom of this one has some kind of fabric sewn onto it it's smooth and stretchy kind of like spandex or something you put that one back down and you pick up the one immediately beside it it also has a fabric on the bottom but this one it's a bit nicer gives you like little pleasant shivers as you touch it that's velvet definitely velvet and you go along each of the eight trophies, and each one has a different material sewn onto the base. The next one is leather, then there's lycra, woolen fleece, denim, corduroy, and feathers. Weird. I sob a little bit louder from my corner. Uh, huh. So I, I assume the the actual material itself doesn't really matter. It's just the fact that they are different. Is, is what I'm gathering. Um, because I don't know what lycra is. Lycra is lycra like... Lycra is uh, bike pants. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I have nothing to say to that. <laughs> um, <laughs> huh. I wonder if the fabric has any significance with the costumes that are in the costume. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, Danny, is, is there mm -hmm. any opportunity to match any of these trophies to the materials in the costume chest or in the costume? Because these are such weird materials, yeah, it's not that hard to find ones that would match it. For example, feathers, you're already all over that one. Mm -hmm. For another, what were some of the others? That lycra one? Hmm, where's lycra? Gotta find my notes. Oh, yep, there's a lycra outfit. Ooh, skin tight must be for a dance routine. It's being worn by someone called Robbie Old. And you seek out the nice velvet one, and it's a very huge dress being worn by someone called Candy Andy. Candy with a C. Not with a K. Is it is it with an I or a Y? Uh, uh, they are with Ys. Oh, okay. Somehow, okay. you aren't sure how there's only one leather outfit in here. It's being worn by Nellie Turner-Price, esteemed actress. You find a woolen fleece, which is being worn by Chris Elderman. Chris also with a C. All right, and what other materials haven't we covered yet? The corduroy and the spandex? Ah, all right, so the corduroy, oh, that's an easy one to remember. It's being worn by Greg Roy. 
spandex takes a while. You're not sure that anyone would have done that to themselves, but eventually right at the back you find it being worn by Izzy Thomas. And were there any others? I think there may have been one more. Denim and... Uh, and, yep, you find a nice, very 90s denim outfit, Sarah Schofield. Hmm. Well, there's eight. There's eight trophies. Mm-hmm. So... I... No. No, that's six. Pentagons are six... One, two, three, four, five, six, yeah. Diamonds are three. Stars are six. Triangles are three. Hmm. What about the initials? So, like, is he, like, first, so... They do have initials. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just looking at the, the kind of left to right. Uh, Let's see. ITC. It, it can't. I T C A N T P R O. I yeah. Can't progress. Can't can't process. Can't can't pro, pro, pro It can't it can't process gray. It can't process gray. That's weird. What can't process gray? Uh, can we go back to the computer? Is there anything else there besides the graph? No, that seating chart is the only thing that is open and the only thing that this seems to have on it at the moment. It, is there a printer connected to it? No, no printer. Oh. I mean, if you think it would help you to have a printed copy, you're welcome to oh, print no. it off yourself. Uh, I, I thought if it can't process gray, if you, oh, like, it might I don't know, print it in... the color scheme. Yeah, if you, like, printed it in um, yeah, I think grayscale or something. Um, no. Yeah. Uh, just to clarify, because you're deep in the puzzle segment now, have you looked at everything in the room? Mm, yeah. Uh, I thought we did. Um, have we looked at the door? <laughs> the door that we came in? It is always a good idea to check the door. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the first thing you, like, Bill always does, right? Yep. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. What's on the door? All right. So, first of all, the door's unlocked. You can get out at any time. That said, that probably means that anyone could get in, so maybe you should lock it yourself to make sure you don't get caught. Probably would have been worth doing a while ago. That's it. There is something attached to the inside of the door. It's quite high up. At first you think it's a peephole, but it's like right at the top. It's basically out of your reach. Uh, it's a tiny box. It's all black, but with like a laser like red spot emanating from the middle. It's at a slight downward angle. So is there, is that an actual laser? Like it's coming somewhere or from somewhere or it's, Coming from the box. It's coming from the box, and it's not like a full-on straight-line beam. It just looks like that red light is some sort of indicator that it is on, it is functioning, whatever it might be. If, uh, go ahead, Alex. If we were to, like, touch the box or get within 
range of the red light, would something happen to us, potentially? It seems unlikely. It looks like a okay. pretty normal thing. It's quite high up, so just one of you on your own struggles to touch it, though. But you I, can definitely, like, wave your hand in front of it and things. I mean, it doesn't look unlike a small security camera, but not like it's not any security camera you've ever seen before, if that's what it is. You suspect it's not. Is it a motion detector? Ooh, like, if that's... we ran around the room, like, does the light flicker? You have been moving around quite a bit, and you're sort of moving, and those feathers, they just are quivering the entire time. So, if From that the is sobbing. what it is, <laughs> if that is what it is, it is, like, constantly detecting your movement at the moment. Uh, I stand still for two minutes. <laughs> All right. Do just one, or all of you try that? We all try. That probably makes sense. All right, all of you, you stop moving completely. You hold your breath. No twitching. No blinking. And eventually, that red light disappears. And then you wait a few more seconds, and a rumbling noise comes from the center of the room. It's the cage. The cage is lowering down into the floor. So... That's what this motion sensor, which indeed it is, is here for. But the instant you take a step, the red light flashes and the cage erupts from the floor again instantly. Ah, okay. It sounds like a death trap if we're in the wrong spot. (laughs) (laughs) We get cut in half like a... What's that J-Lo movie with the the horse in the box? I I don't know, but what? (laughs) Yeah. Isn't there like a J-Lo movie where like there's a horse that gets like not bisected, but hundred-sected with a... Anyway, I'll think of it by the end of the movie. Haunted Hill? <laughs> no, but something like that happens in um, another house movie too. Anyway, I digress. Uh, what a what a great story, Emil. Um, are there any gray outfits in the uh, in the chest that I can cloak myself with? Ah, all right. So you go back over to those change rooms now. Gray, not a popular color for awards ceremonies. It seems you cannot find much. What little you do find would be enough to cover one person. Uh, I don't think it's going to cover uh, Jeff, since he's fluffy with feathers. Uh, Alex, you're skinnier than me. Uh, why, don't, why, don't you, why don't you slip on the gray outfit? Did All you right. just volunteer him as tribute? He's younger than me. That's uh, true. That is yeah. true. Is his yeah, job on the Alex. line if he doesn't do this? It, it is. It is. If you don't do this, you're fired, Alex. <laughs> well, it seems that I, that I must fashion <laughs> some kind of cloak with this gray fabric that you have. Like Harry and I, Potter. And I'll and I and I and I put it on me. It's like a really dusty ghost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, like I dig it. Yeah. <laughs> so can we can we hide y'all somewhere? Can we like maybe fit y'all in the changing rooms? I think we just have to stop moving. Oh. Okay. Yeah. But no, his yeah. feathers just keep moving, right? Well, if Emil would stop his breath enough to stop. Oh, he did. Okay. If Emil would stop making me cry. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. I promise I won't make you cry for two minutes, Jeff. (laughs) 
Okay. All right. So, Emil and Jeff, you stand as still as you can. Alex, cloaked in your grey outfit, you can move as much as you like because that sensor doesn't notice you even a little bit. Oh, you are free. Okay. The bars if, drop back down. If they if they talk, is that movement? Can I can I communicate with Emil and and Jeff right now? It's gonna be it's gonna be iffy. You're welcome to risk it, but I would stay out of the way of the bars first. Oh, in fact, call. you could probably do that, couldn't you? Just jump inside the bars, and oh. then you're trapped in there. But what's the worst that could happen there? Yeah, right. Exactly. All right, I'll jump inside the bars, and then. I'm safe inside. I'm not going to get impaled. And Emil and Jeff can breathe now. Fantastic. The movie's called The Cell. <laughs> <laughs> so but I'm you are now here with the statue. We haven't had a good look at this statue particularly yet. This guy who's actually a little bit taller than you. Uh, he's dressed pretty nicely. He's not just one of those nude mannequins. Uh, he's got a full tuxedo. He's got accessories. He's even got like little sculpted facial features. Uh, he's got a bow tie, a watch, and a belt. Someone went to a lot of effort to make this guy. And of course, most importantly, there's that briefcase that's attached to him. Now, Is he wearing a, a Royex? Royex. Foyex? You take a look. Oh boy, that watch is definitely a Royex. Oh. Uh, it also doesn't appear to be working any better than the other ones. It's set to 12 o'clock. Mm. Hey, what? hey, uh, Captain Premonition. Uh, That's what? you, buddy. I'm Fetterman. <laughs> your time man. to shine. And you're in there with him. What should, we, what should we do with that watch? It feels significant. <laughs> <laughs> so it says 12 o'clock on it? Yes, it is currently set to 12 o'clock. Interesting. Now... Should also yeah, can mention, we adjust it? There's something else about this watch. You might want to uh, try adjusting it, but you take a look. The briefcase, you assume that the briefcase was like handcuffed to his wrist, but it isn't quite. It's attached to the bottom of the watch band, oh. so it's like handcuffing, but not. Now, the statue's hand is concealing most of the top of the briefcase, including its locking mechanism. Looks like it needs a code of some sort, but yeah, it is stuck to the watch. That is how it is attached to this statue. Interesting. Okay. So, what if I tried to input 1015 into this watch? All right. You press the little button to pop the glass screen of the watch open, and you get your fingers in there. Ugh. Okay. Maybe it's because, you know, it's. Just the sort of physique you have with your 250-pound benching. Uh, it was pounds, right, not kilos? I don't know how benching works. <laughs> it is kilos? Hey, neither do we, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, those teeny tiny watch hands just seem too delicate to be messed with by human stubby fingers. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like you can get in there and get that right without snapping them. Really Looks like they need that. something a bit more precise. Okay. Um, uh, let's take a look at the rest of the clothing. Um, we, the dude's wear. Yeah. Uh, the the belt looks pretty expensive, much more expensive than a statue deserves, but otherwise uninteresting. It's definitely all the stuff that's going on around his wrist that looks most exciting. Nothing else is that cool. 
So nothing in his pockets? Nothing no. in um, Mannequin Man's pockets? No, you're um, open. So my guess is, uh, Danny, you had mentioned that metal box is kind of like a first aid kit. We'd be looking for some sort of tweezers that we'd pull out of that to use on the watch. Uh, Yeah. Um, But how do we open that box? I think we've used 1015. But have we used 12 o'clock? Uh, <laughs> Jeff, would you like to try twelve o'clock on the on the metal box? I just want to participate, honestly. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. I just want to be included. <laughs> yeah. I, well, if, I if mean, you, you were can't solving... say that going that drawing your attention to the feathers wasn't useful. That was very <laughs> helpful. I, I, I'm inclined to think that this uh, seating chart will give us the code to the box. But let's start with 12 o'clock on the box first. Doesn't work in any combination, sadly. Mm-hmm. What did the metal box say again on the sticker? Oh, we... I pick Something it up about and, bars. And, I, and I investigate what the sticker said once more. Well, you're stuck in a cage. Oh, that's right. I, I tell you, Emil, to do that. Alrighty, fine. So then, I shall investigate. So the box uh, had a sticker on the bottom, and it said, "Medicine as strong as the old stuff in bars." I'm in bars, but I'm not Are old, you stuff. old stuff. <laughs> I like to think I'm not old stuff yet. <laughs> nickname? <laughs> What's old a nickname stuff. for old stuff? Like high top shelf. I feel I feel like I'm leading you off course now. <laughs> hmm. Like moonshine or? Yeah, it certainly. When you first glance at it, it certainly looks like it's making a ha ha. People used whiskey as medicine, sort of thing. But that doesn't sound like it's particularly relevant to this room. So there must be some other interpretation. Old stuff in the strong as the old stuff in bars. Is, oh my uh, god! How old so... is the stuff in the in, in the cage? Well, the dude looks pretty recent as far as they go. The cage itself, if you take a look at it, some of the bits of it are looking a bit more worn than others. The whole going up, coming down, over and over again thing must wear on its mechanisms. So you do start to notice some of them are a little bit, some of these bars are maybe a little bit loose, a little bit worn, a little bit more dull than the others. Like, what it rusty? Maybe even a little rusty, yeah. Okay. Uh, can yeah. we break those bars off? You give them a bit of a wrestle, and they don't seem like they want to break, but you do get a very good impression of which ones are the weakest. For example, like uh, the one that you would say is towards the front, so facing the door, you rattle them around a little bit, and there are four bars that you feel almost feel breakable. Definitely not, but they feel like they're the ones who are totally weak, definitely the rustiest, most dull. So, do they correspond to um, numbers on a clock, perhaps? Like if, like if we were, um, would each bar correspond? Is this a round cage or a square cage? I drew it's a square, a square cage. cage. Ah, okay, that wouldn't work. Oh, there are lots of bars. What if, what if we should look at all sides of the cage, right? 
and then maybe that number corresponds to the single number we have to put in on each side of oh. the metal box. So the, so the number of rusted loose bars, like on the south, on the south end of the cage, would be the, the front. That the, yeah. yeah. Well, let, let's. So can I can I do the the right Absolutely. side of the room? Absolutely. Inside okay. the cage, you are in prime position to do some rattling. So, yep, the front, I suppose, of the cage had four loose ones. And moving in a direction, let's say clockwise, <laughs> the next side you rattle around and you find two loose rusty bars. At the back, another two loose rusty bars. And then on the final side, just one. Four, two, two, one. Uh, I try four two two one in every possible combination on the metal box. <laughs> the very first one you try works, and the box's lid swings open. Good job. Genius, Alex. Good work. Well done, man. You open the box, and you expect to see, you know, medical emergency stuff, bandages, antiseptic. Apparently, awards people have, like, a different kind of emergency in mind because you see things like double-sided tape, false eyelashes, spare stud earrings, concealer. Looks a bit more like a bathroom drawer than a first aid kit. Uh, more for aesthetic malfunctions than anything else. But you were interested in tweezers, and you absolutely find tweezers. Nice. Okay. So let's, let's, let's pass the tweezers to Alex, who will uh, use his delicate hands to handle the tweezers to... To gently set the Folex, Royex? Royex. No, Rolex, uh, to 1015. <laughs> Alex, you use the fine points of the tweezers to move the delicate watch hands to 1015. And when they reach it, you hear a click. It comes from inside the watch band itself, and you realize it has like dropped a little bit. It's loosened. It's come slack doesn't open completely, but it is loose enough that you could thread it over the statue's wrist. And do it. Do that. it. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna, you do, I'm that. do that. Yeah. You pull it over. You get the briefcase free. Almost when you're about to get it over, you feel a little bit of resistance. The watch band is caught on one of the statue's fingernails. Why would anyone give a statue fingernails? <laughs> This is the stuff of my nightmares. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I imagine being stuck in a mall after hours right now. And <laughs> the statues and the mannequins are coming to life. <laughs> One of my favorite movies slash mega nightmare fuels simultaneously when I was a small child was Ben Knobs and Broomsticks because it has clothing and suits of armor and things that come to life. It's oh. terrifying. How does she do that? Because she's a witch. That's the sort of thing witches do. Sound the advance! <laughs> I watched it again recently. It is still scary. What were they thinking? Bear knobs and broomsticks. I don't Bed know. Knobs and broomsticks. It. Yeah, it's knobs. a Disney um Angela Lansbury. Yeah, it's I one remember of the, this. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like yeah, the original one, one of the original haunted house movies. Yeah. Uh, so so no horse is getting a uh, bisected in uh, in this. I film, still right? don't I still don't think that's a thing, man. <laughs> in the cell, look at that. Pause the game. Pause the game. Pull it up right now. <laughs> Do, so what was in? Were, were there was there a file in the first aid kit? Is there anything else that? 
You know what? It wouldn't be an emer- like it wouldn't be a good emergency kit without an emergency nail file. Yeah, that's too easy. So yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you can now slide that through, and with what dignity you have left, you can file a statue's nails. <laughs> At a boy. Yeah. Alex. No dignity, Alex. <laughs> Eventually, you do that, and the piece of nail that's cold on the watch is worn away. The watch and the briefcase come free. And now you can fully appreciate this briefcase. And you see that it's locked with a four-digit combination lock. Oh. Come on. Do you want to just count the circles and count the... <laughs> no, that'd be... It might be time for the dreaded seating shot. <laughs> okay. So we have, I mean, the significant numbers... Can we that... open the poster frames? Sorry. Uh, well, the... You tried that earlier. Oh, okay. But now that we have, like, tools and stuff? All right, good question. Uh, like, you know, a nail file is pretty thin. It's better than fingers, so you can probably take that over. And you go over to the Jason Statham poster. You dig its pointy tip into the frame, and it's almost like the sound of a vacuum being released. Just, you know, sounds. Sounds. You can actually work. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll use that one. Thanks, Jeff. Oh, my God. I was trying a while ago. You can absolutely cut this. It's just uh, on the show Taskmaster. They had to make animal noises to and try to have them be identified. And so I just got elephant. And you think, elephant, that's a really obvious noise. How do you, a human, make an elephant noise, though? Because I couldn't make that noise come out of me. No, that's yeah. what children. <laughs> that's what children acting like elephants make. Uh, it was. Yeah, well, yeah, that sounds so exactly like that. Better than I expected for what you would think would be the easy animal. Yeah. So <laughs> Did anybody actually get it? Seems, huh, right. Emil? <laughs> <laughs> and okay. the frame cracks open. You peek inside, and what do you see at the bottom? But a single envelope. A single envelope? Yes, there is an envelope. A single envelope behind Jason Statham. Uh, is, it, is it sealed or can I open it? Oh, it is sealed. And you are very excited at the prospect that you may have just found the real best actor envelope. Uh, can we do the same to the other posters as well? Absolutely, and you do indeed at the bottom of each of them find an identical fancy envelope. Okay. So, Ooh, okay. okay, halfway done. You found where Manda hid the real ones. Now you got to make the swap. That's all we need. Let's ditch Alex and tell <laughs> Eunice. <laughs> we hey. got the real ones. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> we leave Alex this and we lock the good. door behind us. <laughs> Alex. How many gift bag things did you stuff in your pockets? <laughs> I'm ready to go. No. <laughs> Wait, so we have the... We were supposed to find... Oh, so we had to do the swap with the yeah, suitcase. As far as the people at the Oscars know, the things inside the briefcase, that is the real stuff. Anything else is fake. Oh, I see. Okay. So we need to open this. So, I mean, the significant numbers that we have on this thing, there's three triangles, there's six stars, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, oh, oh, there's, there's, there's three triangles, six stars, four diamonds, and one, two, three, 
four, five, six pentagons. Okay, so four. so maybe in the order of the instructions, that's the order of the numbers, right? So like if if they talk about um, oh yeah, for some reason my I can't pull it up all of a sudden. Um, Premium seating area. <laughs> I did indeed uh, Google, and I found a YouTube video that is called "Cell, comma the Split Horse." <laughs> Bam. Oh, <no. laughs> Who remembers Jennifer Lopez movies, honestly? Hey, it also has Vince Vaughn and Vincent D'Onofrio in it. What is this? I don't remember this movie. I think it, yeah. I think there's a sequel, too, um, where uh, Cells? <laughs> That'd be a good guess, Jeffrey. Um, <laughs> can, we, can we figure out these shapes, guys? <laughs> okay, so premium seating area. I mean, doesn't that just refer to the whole thing? Yeah, so this, the whole diagram is the premium seating area. Mm-hmm. And the four symbols just represent people and their four big awards. Like the three triangles. What what says triangle? Director? Director sounds like a triangle sort of thing, right? Oh, okay. So the stars are the actor and actress nominees. The stars, I would say, uh, just whoever, whoever was designing the seating chart, they probably went with star, actor. Diamond actress. Oh, okay. And Pentagon so, picture. One, two, three, four. That's just how their shape brain association works. I, I think they <laughs> they might. I mean, does do the stars form an eight? Do you think? Like, so I think the order of the posters might have been the order of the numbers. It was it was um, it was actor, actress, director, film, right? So number of actors. Oh, yeah, maybe six. Yeah. Actresses is six. Actresses is what? Uh, four, three? three? Actresses is three. Directors are. Cool this year. <laughs> <laughs> how many? How many mil? How many movies were made? <laughs> oh, so this is Just... the 2020 seating chart, is well. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so not the... seeing the problem here. <laughs> The triangles are the triangles are three then, and then the ha- the pentagons are one, two, three, four, five, six. There's six, so six, three, three, six. <laughs> there are lots of good movies, just no one liked the people in them. <laughs> it was it was the same people. Jason Statham did <laughs> did all the um, movies. <laughs> you try to mess around with those numbers on the briefcase, and it doesn't seem to work. There must be something else going on with the rules of those of that seating chart. Like, to do with that, yeah, the whole condolences, congratulations thing. Like, I wonder, like, should we try to draw lines through? Drawing is not a bad idea for this. Yeah, I'll leave you to it for a bit, because this is obviously, this is like the big puzzle of the room. (laughs) Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna open this up, okay, on on like a PDF thing that I can draw on. Uh, you oh. gonna blue beam it? I'm gonna blue beam it. Yeah. <laughs> is that an arch? Is that an architect term? Yeah. No, it's it's a program that we use. So shout out Morrison Hirschfield for letting us use uh, <laughs> these programs. I'm just gonna draw straight lines. Like y'all think that's like probably the best option? Yeah. Shout out Microsoft Paint. <laughs> I agree. 
I heartily endorse them. Thanks, Bill Gates, for making my block dreams come true since 1992. I was so thrilled that my Windows 10 computer still came with it. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so what are we thinking then, guys? If if we're drawing lines through them, how do we figure out what digits they're supposed to be? I still don't. I think the once we figure out the line pattern, I think it, it'll form like a, a number. So I think those stars, it, it's going to form a, I think it's going to form a six. So, okay, so then the then if it, the triangles then should be just one, right? The triangles are one. Oh. The stars are either an eight or a, wait, as many as possible. So each one of the nominees should have the best camera view and at least go through one. The camera view is just saying that is how these seats were chosen. That's oh. why they're in sort of weird, oh, not all okay. clustered together sorts of things. Just because they yeah, need to be in the seats with the best camera, regardless of whether you actually want to be sitting there. Just straight access to... Each to the uh, in a form. Yeah, that is the big one. Okay, to as many as they can. Okay, so here would be one. Mm. This would be the other one. I think the diamond is seven. If, if I did, we were drawing lines. Oh, okay. I is think there, I think the I... stars would be eight then, right? Should I share my screen with y'all? Would that sure. be helpful? Yeah, do it. Yeah. I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> this doesn't look very good. Ooh. Straight in one. I don't know if I did this right. All right. So as you all take a look at this, you think to what you have seen of the auditorium. And Jeff, you have been into the auditorium before in some of the pre stages and you Uh. think about what you know about this premium seating area and you go oh okay Uh this is very grid like it does not work with diagonals if someone tried to walk in a diagonal line they would be stepping on other people okay so So we're not so so diagonals can't work jeff tells me that diagonals can't work is it a zero i think it's um as many as possible i think it's i think it's an eight okay one so hold on hold on a second let me let's see here oh it's making a four right or no so if like let's say i start here we can't go diagonally so i have to go here and then down. Yeah. Oh, my God. Look at this. <gasps> yeah. It's a five. One, eight, five, seven. <laughs> wow. Now. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, that I... is a bit of a special five, isn't it? There's also yeah. something that, a bit unique about that eight and that five business going on. And... Just as one last hunch, one super last hunch, you look back at Jason Statham for inspiration. What was his movie again? Don't Cross Lines. Oh, no. 
What's the quickest fix to that? Oh, it's a six. <laughs> One, six, five, seven. Let's just take, yeah, let's just take out one six five seven. Final answer. <laughs> you plug one six five seven into the briefcase and it clicks open <gasps> and four envelopes come tumbling out. Switch them, switch them, Alex, switch them. Alex, right. throw me the briefcase. Throw me the <laughs> briefcase. <laughs> Get to the chopper. I Get take to the chopper, you know. I take a few minutes to figure out what I should do. <laughs> That's all fair. Right. And While I, you're doing right. that, the rest of you can get, ch- you know, changed back into your real clothes. Make sure you've got everything that yeah. you want. We can put the posters back up on the wall. You know, oh, make okay. the, make you got to tidy room. up. Yeah, I got to tidy you know, up you a can, little bit. You take off a bit of the gray clothing. You hand it to one of the others, and they just sort of hang it over the motion sensor. So now the entire room is co- is blocked oh, out. Brilliant. Well, so that... now you can do whatever you need to freely, and the cage is down. Mitten. Maybe we should have done that in the beginning, huh? No. Instead of making out. Um, no. no. All right, yeah. Alex in a little gray Harry Potter coat. I like it. It was perfect. All righty. Well, I'll, I'll get the vacuum cleaner. I clean up the clean up the floor. Tidy up and. Loose uh, feathers. Yeah. Oh yeah, the feathers. Uh, they, they certainly made a mess. Jeff. <laughs> Oof. You're gonna I, have to I, pl- pluck this costume off of me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and I think that's it, Alan right? Yang's we... going to put it on later and go, why does it feel like someone's been crying on this? <laughs> <laughs> My costume's right. so salty. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, you're all good? Ready to make the switch? I'm going to make the switch. I'm ready. All right, you've got the envelopes, you've got the briefcase open, you hurriedly make the swap and get back, you take a look. Yep, you've rearranged everything to make it look like no one was ever here. If someone were... Look, you peek out the door to make sure that nobody sees you. All good, all good. You creep out. You make your way unnoticed into the auditorium where the ceremony is happening. It's between awards. It's all good. No one's paying too much attention. You look for Eunice, who is in her seat, and she waves you over to join her table. Oh, you did it. Oh, thank you, Jeff and and others. Um, thank you so much. I couldn't have done it alone. Oh, my boss, Manda, will pay for this later. I guarantee it. <laughs> and you just go, just flicker of your memory. Wait, at the start of this, didn't she say that Manda was, like, just some co-worker that she didn't like? Right. And <laughs> Eunice just, so when you bring that up, Eunice says, oh, I uh, guess I misspoke. Sorry. The awards go on smoothly. There's lots of champagne. There's lots of applause. And even though you're invited to the after party, uh, you're you're a bit too partied out at this stage. You've had a big day. And, you know, what? you're feeling pretty happy. You like the movies that won. Everything was great. Over the next couple of days, your lives don't change that much. Alex and Emil, you head back to Seattle. Life all normal. And then, Jeff, you do see in some local newspapers some headlines about a scandal at the office of Eunice's company, something about the boss taking shady deals and committing a strange kind of fraud. Apparently she's been sacked, and hey, who's taking her place? None other than Eunice. You try to get in contact a couple of times, but Eunice seems to have lost your number. Oh, I got ghosted. (laughs) Grey ghosted. (laughs) And that's the end of the story. Oh, that's awesome. Oh. We got used. We got used. That was the year 
that moonlight one. No, that was the yeah. year that crash one. <laughs> that wow, was that was awesome. Yeah. That was really good. And Bill Danny. has managed to sneak his way back in. God, Eunice, uh, right? <laughs> that that Eunice. Oh, I never trust a Eunice.